0: This is Unscripted, a podcast by St. Aldate's Church. Listen along as Simon Ponsonby encourages us to dig into Scripture in the midst of our everyday lives. So take a moment to recenter your attention and welcome the presence of God as we listen to these ancient words. Hello Saints, welcome back to Unscripted. We're in Ephesians chapter 5 and we're in verse 4. Paul has been talking about the need for the Christian to look different and to live different. They're to stand out from the milieu, the context in which they find themselves. And there's to be no sexual immorality, he says, no impurity and no greed in the Christian. These things are not appropriate for us. They may have been a mark of our previous life, but now the new life in Christ, they're not to be there. Paul says, nor should there be any obscenity, any foolish talk, any coarse joking. These, he says, are out of place. They're out of place in the church. They're out of place in the Christian conversation. They're out of place on the mouth of a Christian. But where do they come from? Well, the Bible says that out of our Mouth. What comes out of our mouth tells us what's in our heart and our mind. And so this coarse, impure, smutty conversation is indicative of a coarse and impure and smutty mind and heart now we know that in ephesus we saw this last time that it was marked by sexual immorality it was marked by sexual impurity that it was uh, ephesus was a byword for a city of of prostitution associated with the temple cult there and uh, traders and uh, sh- and uh, sailors when they came into port would rush to the temple in and pay their money in order to sleep with prostitutes. It was known for it. And I wonder if Paul is highlighting this because somehow in a culture where their the sexual immorality and impurity, where that is normative, that isn't just seen in practice, but it's seen in conversation. That what people say and what they're talking about Unclean language, constant referring to sin, sexual innuendos, these all reflect something of the heart, and these reflect something of the culture and the milieu that people are in. And Ephesus was an immoral city. And this was a mark of the people. And unfortunately, Paul is addressing this because this is somehow in the church. You know, the oldest graffiti in the world is found in Ephesus, if you take away the cave paintings, which are more art than graffiti. And you know what that graffiti in Ephesus is? It's symbols that refer to prostitution. As I've said, this was a sinful, immoral, promiscuous, unclean city. And this had influenced, it had infected some of those who'd become Christians. It was just normal. It was just de rigueur. It was just how everyone conversed. It was in their mind and it was on their mouth. And Paul says, not in the church. This is inappropriate. This is out of place in the mouth of a Christian and in the community of the church. This is not prudery. Sex is special. Sex is sacred. Sex is good. Sex is created and ordained and designed by God for procreation and for recreation. It's for our pleasure. It's a treasure to be treasured. But when people speak about it in this Unclean, smutty way, obscene and foolish and coarse jokes about sex. Actually, they're debasing it. They're bringing it down. They're making it what God didn't intend it to be. It's a jewel. It's a treasure, this sexual pleasure. And uh, it is to be prized and it's to be protected. So in the church, there shouldn't be any obscenity, any foolish talk, or any coarse joking. You know, sometimes I've noticed that Christians talk like this, well, in one sense, because they've just picked it up from the context they're in, and they're just echoing back what they're used to hearing. But other times, I think it's because they want to be cool, they want to be in, they don't want to be thought of as being pious and prudish. Jesus, these things would never have been found on Jesus's lips. I'm sure he laughed all the time. Great deep drafts of belly aching laughter. He's He knew joy and he saw the fun in things, but he, Jesus wouldn't have talked like this. And don't say anything to others that you wouldn't be prepared to say in the context of Jesus and to Him. You know, one of the things that led me to be a Christian on the the day that I walked into church as an adult and was confronted by the love of God, and I became a Christian a week later, that afternoon I was out with a friend. And that friend turned to me in the car. I don't know what was coming out of my mouth, but it was obscene, foolish talk and coarse joking. And my friend wasn't a Christian. He definitely wasn't a prude. He was a tough guy and a very, you know, working man's man. But he just said to me, that was foul. You're foul. Something about the vulgarity of my language and the image I must have presented and portrayed offended him. He wasn't even a Christian. And I was stopped in my tracks. He was driving, so I said, stop the car. Literally, stop the car. I got out and I went and sat on a church wall and then I heard worship. I hadn't been in a church for years, but I walked in and I was overwhelmed by the number of people there, by the joy that they seemed to have and by the sense of the presence of God, a God that I knew I wanted to know. And then in the worship, they began singing in tongues. And I was overwhelmed by this beautiful worship. Tongues, beautiful things coming out of their mouths, beautiful language to the praise and glory of God. What a juxtaposition, an hour before, A row with a friend, because he challenged me on the foul language, and here in the presence of God, overwhelmed by the beauty of good language offered up to God, I know which I want to live a life full of. I want good things to be pouring out of my mouth, not foul, and I know you do too. And let us ask God by his Spirit. To cleanse our mouths, to cleanse our minds, to cleanse our hearts, and to so fill us with love for God and love for the world that what flows out of our mouth is good and beautiful.